Hello, everyone. I'm Astuti Marto Sudirjo, and welcome to Uplift My Life Today, the podcast. This is a place for you to find inspirations and tips to uplift you and your life. This episode is the second part of my conversation with Mo Godet. Mo is the author of Solve for Happy and the founder of One Billion Happy Movement, which is inspired to help one billion people to live happier. Mo and I are discussing this time about his truest and highest intention, a very deep reflection of the real reason of why Mo is living the way he does right now. Enjoy! Assuming you have grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Me? Tell Aya. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am sorry. It's just a hypothetical uh, question. What would you like them to know about you, Mo? What who would you I like are, them to know about me? Yes, who you are and what you have made life to be. Oh my God, that's, I've never thought of that. First time for everything. I never thought of that. I would like them to know nothing at all. Honestly. Tell I, me why. I, I don't know if this is... A brain defect that I have uh, or is it a good thing you know how the Western civilization always tries to motivate you by asking you what will be written on your tombstone mm-hmm. I don't care it's not that big of a place by the way yeah, exactly. <laughs> honestly I don't care I, as a matter of fact I wish I don't have a, a tombstone yeah. Okay. I wish I'm somewhere in a big space where there is a bunch of us having fun, and that's it, really. Okay. Yeah. But the but the but the the question really is not what they will say about me, what no. they will know about me. That's ego. What would you like them to know? Some lessons, some thoughts, some wisdoms. Yeah, I'd like them to know themselves. Okay. Yeah. I would I would wish if that was at all possible that they would start from what where I ended. Yeah. Okay, which is something. Where would you like to end? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get there. Yeah, uh, it's not something that everyone will agree with, but we're all individuals. Yeah. I I tend to believe that the divine is real, mm-hmm. and that design is real. It was part of what I wrote about. I I tend to believe that the divine has been a misinterpreted. Uh, uh, form or shape or persona by most of the religions, religious institutions yeah. in terms of trying to, uh, to assign a form to God, a brand, if you want, to how God behaves and what God expects. And, and, and many of us sort of, you know, sometimes look at those and say there are faults in their logic, in, in the religious institution's logic. But that fault does not deny the existence of the divine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's not a secret that 
uh, I don't believe that our life is limited to this physical form. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've written about that openly many times. Yes. Of course, motivated, unfortunately, by the loss of my wonderful Ali. Uh, you know, I had to research this topic like my mind does, which is an engineering, logical approach to mm -hmm. death. And I think if, you know, the, the simplest understanding of death, of, 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 of physics, uh, you know, um, quantum physics uh, specifically and the theory of relativity uh, would give you a very clear view that uh, death is not the opposite of life, mm -hmm. that, that, that death is the opposite of birth, mm -hmm. where you come to this, In and out. yeah, you come to this physical yes. form yes. through a portal called uh, birth and you leave this physical form through a portal called life and no one really knows what the next level of the game is yes. but life the, the life that observes uh, uh, things into existence in the copenhagen interpretation of quantum physics mm -hmm. is not a physical entity and so uh, my physical journey here is a very uh, chill journey if you want <laughs> i'm i'm not as concerned about life in the physical form as most people are uh, I'm very, very interested in uh, finding what's beyond the physical form. Yeah. And I may be wrong in my theory, but my uh, uh, what I what I heard from many spiritual uh, teachings and what uh, seems to be quite interestingly uh, visible for those who observe is that we are part of the divine. We're yeah. not the divine, like some religions uh, would say. Uh, we're not God itself, but we are a drop of the divine. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me that this journey is about uh, uh, getting back to the source, mm -hmm. about going, uh, refining the um, dirt that mixed with that purity, if you want. I would like to clarify. Uh, going back to the, the source, you said, yeah? So if we're using the analogy of the drop in the ocean, what can, can you elaborate yeah. on this? Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd basically say, imagine that you're made of two drops. Mm -hmm. A drop of water and a drop of a very pure and beautiful and, you know, uh, uh, um, um, fragrant uh, oil. Okay, if you mix those two drops and really shake them, they become sort of a murky, yeah, uh, uh, you know, um, liquid for yeah for a, for a, for yeah. a, for a while. Uh, but then, if you uh, if you try to mix that uh, liquid back with the oil, it wouldn't mix yeah. because it's not the same consistency. So. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to separate the oil from the water. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I, I believe that the water is our physical form and it remains here. Yeah. And that the oil is our pure essence. Yeah. Sometimes people refer to it as consciousness. Other, uh, 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 you know, spiritual teachings will call it the soul, the spirit, whatever that is. I don't care what it is. Mm -hmm. I can feel it in me and yeah. I want to purify it yeah. to the point where it's ready to mix back with the oil bottle. Can you see clearly how you have lived to date? Facilitate that? <laughs> <laughs> standing from where it is today, 
it probably more obvious than when you were actually doing it, right? Like back in the days, or not? You, you'll be amazed. I mean, every one of us gets experiences that are so unique. Uh, and, uh, you know, if your question is to share with listeners how they can find their path, my experience is irrelevant. No, okay. you want to hear your story. Yeah, my, mine, mine is, is strange. I'm a mathematician. Yes. I'm an engineer, so I have a very logical brain. I, I read quantum physics when I was 11. And I loved it more than I love children's books. Yes. And that's shaped me in a specific geek, geeky, yeah. annoying way. Uh, yeah, it's true. You I challenge mean, many things. It, 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 it is true. Actually, I'm on challenge. Huh? My language is a very interesting language. So yeah. my native mother tongue is Arabic. And Arabic is a language where every word has uh, infinite meanings. And every meaning mm-hmm. has infinite words. Okay, so so you know, so basically, to make sense of what you're told, you actually have to think about what you're told, which is a very very nice feature. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you know, the the word um, um, uh, um, um, you know lion uh, could be uh, could mean lion, but also could mean courage, and it could also mean uh, uh, you know um, uh, it could have a certain. Uh, word for it if it was a mountain lion and a very different word if it was a uh, a jungle lion and and it's a very you know, it, it 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 invites you to reflect on yeah. what's being told within context to understand what the sentence actually means yeah. and then i'm a very serious gamer uh, and uh, you know from a from a and a, a life is a video game analogy uh, you know, you, yeah. ha- you have to, which again is interestingly available in some spiritual, uh, you know, teachings, the idea of play and how, you know, our purest form is our child form and how, you know, even now some of the, of the most uh, uh, um, progressive companies in the world are trying to gamify work in a way where we can yeah. actually become natural again. And, you know, put all of this together, of course, you know, being a, a born a Muslim and, 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 and you know, in a, in a very conformative Islamic society, if you want, uh, would, you know, put all of this together and you have, you end up with this weird creature I am, which tries to reflect and debates uh, in a very systemic and logical way, mm. uh, in an attempt uh, not to prove what I have in my head, but to to seek the truth, yeah. uh, knowing that what's in my head is not the truth, because if it was, I wouldn't be seeking. Mm-hmm. If, if you know what I yeah, mean, yeah, I, I understand okay? what you're saying. And so, and so, at a very young age, I uh, started to ask myself if I was going to stay conformative with what my religion teaches me for the rest of my life. I might as well do the math of mm-hmm. it, and you know, I shared this in, in Solve for Happy, and I did what I call the math of the divine. The mathematics of does if if we forget all the stories that spirituality tells us, is there is there is, is the is our world the result of randomness like uh, you know science sometimes claims or is it the design of intricate design yeah. is it the result of intricate design, and at the time my findings which again I published in Software Happy were basically uh, it's much. A much higher probability that this is not random, mm-hmm. especially if you factor in time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and from there, I started to to seek. So, if there is a divine, did the divine talk to us? If there is a divine, did the divine 
you know, is is what they tell us. They, that the divine told us what uh, actually the divine did tell us. Is it uh, is it you know does it comply with the shape that they tell us? Does it behave like the way that they tell us, and mm -hmm. so on? And and instead of being angry at religion, like many people end up, uh, you know, unfortunately because of some of the acts of religion, I actually fell in love completely with all religions. Mm -hmm. So so I realized, you know, in my simple uh, example, that if I gave you a basket of uh, apples that had seven uh, bad apples and four good ones, there's no point throwing away the whole basket. Every one of us throws the seven bad ones and keeps the four good ones. And yes. so yes. I've, I started to research and look for the four good apples in every religion. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, I, I always call it my fruit salad. I, you know, I'm looking for two apples and one mango and two bananas, and right? And there is one, something beautiful about the core of every spiritual teaching I have come across. Very similar. Absolutely. Yeah. Including, including, by the way, atheism, yeah. which is also a, a religion. Huh? Yeah. And there is something beautiful about the idea of, look, I'm going to debate things and I need a scientific proof uh, to, 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 to associate myself with certain things. Yeah. Right? I love all of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's been my journey. Surprisingly, I would probably say it's been my soul journey. Mm -hmm. So the, it was the one theme that went through my entire life. You know, I had other overlaying themes like career and success yes, and exactly. fortune. I had other themes like raising my children. I had a theme of finding my happiness. I had a theme of, you know, uh, running with one billion happy and my mission to honor my son Ali. And, yeah. you know, the, all of those were themes. But if you ask me, what is my life intentionally? I'm trying to purify the oil. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make a good version of this creature that you see Why in front of you. did you make this conscious decision? 16. When you were 16? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been a very long time in the making. I think the, the problem with our human machine is that it is so stubborn. It is stubborn, but at the same time, it is quite impressive to be very conscious about that when you're 16, because then it impacts everything. It impacts everything. Yeah. You touch on a very interesting, very, very interesting part of my faith if you want mm -hmm. and my faith is not a religious faith yeah. okay but i have my own set of uh, you know like uh, uh, jordan peterson uh, talks about his 12 rules for life i have a very very clear rules for my life okay mm -hmm. and and the the the, the you know at, at the core of them is i would never do anything to anyone that I wouldn't want done to me, yeah. okay? which seems to be a common theme across every spiritual teaching yes. and every religious faith. Uh, and you'll be amazed, you'll be amazed how learning to make this your priority as of age 16, uh, how that compounds over the years. Yeah. And it compounds in such interesting ways. Huh? Yeah. I actually do not know if I have any enemies at all. Okay. Mm -hmm. Simply because even my enemies, even the ones that positioned themselves as my enemies, I wouldn't allow myself to deal with them in a way that they are dealing with me. Mm -hmm. Okay, And you'll be amazed at how much simpler that made my life. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, people will say, you're an idiot. Okay, But as you go through life, you suddenly start to see, hey... It's not that, you know, there are a lot of people that are willing to do me favors, yeah. but at least there are many, many people that don't have the intention in them to hurt me. Yeah. 
it's just such an easier path through life. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, some uh, 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 spiritual teachings would call it karma, but I actually tend to believe that there is a law of conservation of karma, just that, like there is a, a law of conservation of energy. Okay. Mm-hmm. That if you go, if you do good deeds, good things, and put them out in the world, that they remain in that inner energy mm-hmm. somehow, and they come back to you sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, there is a law. I, I I operate on something I call the law of conservation of love. Mm-hmm. Okay. The more love you put out in the world, the somehow mm-hmm. somehow I feel so loved. Yeah. And I, I you know, does a, a bold old Egyptian born you know. Uh, a Middle Eastern person deserve this? Probably not. Okay, and, and not because we're bad people, huh? But do I really deserve this? I don't think I do. But maybe because of the love I put out in the world, it just bulges out there in the world and then comes back. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Interesting that you say you don't know if you deserve love. I would imagine you were saying you're referring to I don't know if. What do you mean by that? Uh, we tend to forget the blessings we get when we tell ourselves that we're deserving. Okay? I had an incredible mother. Yeah. Hmm? And an, a genius, incredible, kind, uh, geeky, funny, mathematical father. Mm-hmm. Okay? My mom was an incredible academic who was... Uh, who taught me to love to learn, mm-hmm. hmm? who gave me the space to try and explore and make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Okay? Just amazing start you have. Amazing start, yeah. amazing midlife, whatever that is. Uh, do, do, uh, you know, I, I had Nibel in my life. Huh? Yeah. Wonderful woman. Amazing woman for 28 years. I had Ali mm-hmm. to teach me. I have Aya to teach me now. Okay? Now... You put those in one side of the scale and put my achievement in the other side of the scale and tell me if I'm deserving. What do you consider as my achievement? You said, and compared to my achievements, what do you, what do you, what do you see when you say that? Uh, I've, I think I've made the world a slightly better place. Yes. Okay. I, I, no, let me state this clearly. I think I made my little world a slightly better place. Yes. Okay. When you say your little world, the, the world that I managed to touch. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's, by the way, for every one of us, that's our world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, as Ali used to teach me, huh, you, all you can do is you can do well in your little world, mm-hmm. and your little world will expand as a result. Yes. That's, I that, totally agree. That, 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 that's that's the way it is, yeah. huh? But but what, um, don't skip the topic. Huh? The topic is if if we think of ourselves as we've done it. Mm-hmm. Hmm, this is my achievement. This is my work. You're delusional. I'm I'm sorry to say this is ego. Yeah. Hmm? A I... big part of who we are was never our choice. Okay. Explain that. It wasn't your choice who you were born to, in which country you were born to, and through which parents you, you, you got your very basic operating system, okay? And, and in, in an interesting way, huh, the only thing that makes any of us deserving, any of us, is that we could manage to become the best version of what we have the potential yes. of becoming. Yes, Okay. Yeah. So So for some people... Hmm, to go through life 
hmm? uh, have a decent job, a loving family, raise two kids, is more achievement than becoming the president of the United States. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, you know, if you if you were born to abusive parents and you know life was very difficult and you had traumas and you over, you know you overcame those things and you really really found the best version of yourself hmm? versus if you were born to a billionaire father and you know given all the resources and then ended up being the president of the United States which of them yeah which of them is is a uh, is a is a is a further uh, progress on your path mm-hmm. Which of them is more deserving? The other one. Yeah, and and I, you know, I don't I don't say I'm not deserving because of lack of self love, but it's because it's the truth. It's the truth. I've I've constantly tried to do the best that I can with the resources I have been given. Yeah. But I've been given a lot. I've been so fortunate. Yeah. You know, I'm, people ask me about my success all the time. Oh, Mo, tell us your success story. I was freaking lucky. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, I worked hard. Yes, you you do work hard. Yeah, I I, I worked hard. You're still working. Hard. I'm, I still work yes. hard, but there are millions of others that work hard doing, too. Yes, I agree. I okay. see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I you know I when I when I got my job at Google, do you think it was because I was the single most qualified person on the planet? To get that job, no, it was because uh, Flo, uh, Florian Zink, my my dear friend, who had just had a baby, uh, was running Eastern Europe at Microsoft. He ended up becoming uh, the head of uh, sales in in Germany, his his country, mm-hmm. and so he didn't want to travel much. I was sitting in front of him when he received a call from a headhunter saying, hey, would you like to come and work for Google? And he said, no, I would like to be with my family, but handed me over the phone and said, but I know the exact right person for the job. Here's the guy. Here's the guy, right? He's right here. Did you think this is my achievement? Am I now so deserving? No, I, I was lucky. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Now, just to be very open and honest, huh? I believe that we also make our luck. Huh? So t- yes. let, let me let me just be very clear. Huh? Yes. We make our luck by not saying no to that call. Hmm? Yes. We we make yes. we make our luck by working hard uh, at Microsoft when I was with Florian, so that he actually recommends me with a full heart. Yes. Right. But but we don't make all of it. There are still interesting twists in life. This is when you. This is what you say when you say I believe in the design. Partly, because uh, yes. because there's some kind of no, I don't know if it's framework or some kind of blueprint. But then you also have the choice of not taking. Look, so, so if if you want to understand uh, if if this if this uh, comment is around uh, being uh, uh, fatalists and you know is do we actually have any choice at all or you know free will if you want yeah. okay. Uh, the, the 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 easiest way to understand this is video games. Okay, I play Halo at an, a legendary level. I'm probably one of the top point seven percent of players globally, and I have choices when I play Halo. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have choices to go to the right, to the left, to use this weapon, that weapon, to fight with a certain enemy, or run through the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but the rules of the game, I have no choice mm-hmm. but to mm-hmm. operate within. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, and 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 the boundaries of if the game designer had a wall, 
in a specific part of the territory, I cannot run through that. Yes. Right? At the same time, if there are other players, I have no choice over what the other players are uh, deciding to mm-hmm. do. Okay, and so I, you know, as you know, I I constantly write several books in parallel, and one of my favorite topics, which unfortunately is probably a book for twenty twenty three or something, is a is a topic I call understanding fate, and mm-hmm. how fate works. Yes, and fate is another simple equation. Everything to me is an equation, unfortunately, which basically uh, is dictated as follows: your free will, your your fate is the result of your free will. Uh, added to the free will of others, added mm-hmm. to the free will of the universe, yes. or the design of three the layers. universe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and so I could decide to, uh, to um, wear a black t-shirt today that is my free will, uh, but somehow maybe, um, you know, uh, a moth has decided to eat my black t-shirts yesterday that's the free will of others or i could design to could decide to wear a black t-shirt today but then i look outside and it's snowing mm-hmm. okay and so i have to wear a jacket and yeah. so you know that's the the free will of the game how the how the game design is uh, so yeah we have choices we make our luck in an interesting way but but we play within the rules so exactly so basically that means it is very important to understand the rule to make the most not really of. not really it's it's important to try and learn the rules yeah but if, if we if we take the same analogy life is a game so you're constantly playing yeah okay and players don't anticipate it's, this is not they just chess. do it and then they learn something exactly right right so so when you when, again when we started our conversation about intentional living hmm, I have two ways of living intentionally, which, you know, really, really is the summary of my approach to the topic. One is to tell myself what I will do. So, you know, like we wake up one uh, January 1st and we say, here is our New Year's resolution. This year, I'm going to eat less carbs. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, That's one way of setting intentional living. My favorite way is to say to myself, hmm, not what it is I will do, but how it is that I will do whatever I do. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's a very, very different approach to things. Basically, to wake up in the you know on on January first and set a New Year's resolution that says, if ever I'm given food that is delicious enough to qualify or to 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 you know to deserve for me to eat the carbs, I will eat it. Okay, yeah. uh, but if it's unhealthy and it will make my stomach hurt and it will, uh, 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 you know, it's full of preservatives and it's not really food and it was, uh, you know, it, it, it led to an animal being hurt in the process and, 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 then I'm not. Okay, yeah. so I don't decide at the beginning of every day exactly what it is I will eat. I just decide what is the criteria mm. through which I will choose what I will eat. Yeah. So it's more of the how rather than the what. It's always the how, not the yeah. what for me. Yeah. yeah. And then I play. Then I start the console, mm-hmm. the game console of every day. Mm-hmm. I start the game mm-hmm. and I flow. Mm-hmm. What's your biggest lesson so far in this journey of purifying the oil? <laughs> so you're closer to the divine. What has been your biggest, biggest lesson? We know nothing at all. Mm. We know nothing 
at all. Such an incredible game where your ultimate weapon is knowledge. You don't take anything for granted, basically. We know nothing at all, Astuti. We know nothing at all. Mm-hmm. We know so little. I mean, I, again, just so that people so don't... So daunting, this statement, we know nothing at all. We know nothing. But liberating at the same time. It's, so, it's a mixed emotion coming up with this. It's, it's a game. Yeah. Hmm? If I told you what the game is going to look like and exactly every move you should take for the next 16 uh, uh, steps, it would be so boring. Yes. You would yes. learn nothing. Yes. Okay. Uh, and I, I mean, I need to be very clear. Huh? It's not that we know nothing at all, but we know so little. Little, yeah. Out of what is out there to be known, and so much of what we know is not accurate. Mm-hmm. Because of our ego, whether we're scientists or spiritual teachers or gurus or uh, friends who tell friends what they believe, we just say it with so much confidence that so many of us say, oh, it must be that way. It mustn't be. And every single day, someone comes up with something that makes us realize that what we knew before is not actually true at all. Mm-hmm. We know nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And, and, so, and so if you have the humbleness in you to tell yourself, I am a traveler on a journey that has no tracks and no mm-hmm. guidelines. It just has some simple indicators mm-hmm. clues some clues simple mm-hmm. simple clues huh of what it looks like when you're going on the right track yeah hmm? and then like you were saying become aware observe hmm? if those indicators are there if there is that peacefulness in you if you feel that you're doing right mm-hmm. hmm? uh, if you feel that you're being loved, if you feel that you're uh, um, um, in resonance is yes. the way I call it. Yes. Huh? Uh, yeah. in, in resonance, in, in, you know, true to your nature, true to who you really are, mm. then you're probably on the right track. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. If it suddenly starts to shift and you feel uh, uh, agitated and irritated and people are attacking you and, and the world is... is uh, is grim and ugly and then you're probably wandering in the wrong place okay mm-hmm. maybe pause see what's wrong mm-hmm. walk back to a couple of steps look left and right and and move yes it feels right this is what i often say to myself when I have gone through some changes, as you know, mm-hmm. since we become friends. Maybe I should interview you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there is a good story oh, there. Yeah. There is a good story for them. <laughs> yeah. In due time, in due time. I will. Yeah. I, I recognize, because sometimes when you, I end up in a space where, oh my God, everything is so unfamiliar. And, oh my God, this is not what I was expecting. Oh my God, this is not the right time that it happens. And uh, when I allow myself the time to breathe, first of all, (laughs) and to just allow the emotion to come and pass, and then then ask the question, how does it feel? It still feels right, although it's difficult. I stay. Yeah. I stay put. You stay or you continue. continue. I stay put, meaning I stay in the path and continue. Yeah. And, um, but there were times when 
of course, when I wasn't allowing that space to breathe and to, yeah. and I couldn't hear the, it's, it feels right. And uh, I think this, this is something very, very important to, to highlight the, the resonance and the feeling. Yeah. You know, true, true gamers will tell you, revert to the last checkpoint. Okay, mm. if the game becomes very, 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 very difficult, it's just insane. Hmm? Don't tell yourself I'm legendary. I'm going to go through this. Revert to the last checkpoint. Mm -hmm. Okay, reset and go back a little. Re review how did you end up in this place, mm -hmm. and maybe choose a slightly different path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, with intention, with clarity on why is it. Yeah, that's the first step, isn't it? Like yeah. you. This is why it's, it's no. It's 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 just so helpful to to say I'm doing this because I'm purifying the oil. I keep using your your words, purifying the oil, so I become pure and closer to the divine. To the divine, and this is just grounding you every time. And to the degree that am I should I eat this or should I not eat <laughs> something? <laughs> right, it goes everywhere. But you'll, you'll be amazed. <laughs> you'll be amazed. Some people will think. Uh, that you're depriving yourself if you decide to eat this or not eat that. Mm. Depriving yourself of all the pain. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. It's, and I'm not saying, I'm not advocating, by the way, that certain people eat certain things or whatever. I actually believe we're all so different. Yes, mm. I, I'm with you on that. Right? Yes. I, think, I, think, I think the trick is, you know, if you don't know what your food intolerances are, you're going to have a lifetime of agony. Yes. That's true. Mm -hmm. Which foods is depriving you of energy and which one is yeah, adding or giving. Living intentionally is really nice and... <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what? Nice and um, rewarding. But it has implications. What have you perceived to be the implications for your journey? It, 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 it doesn't have implications. It requires practice. Okay. okay. It's another uh, part of that neuroplasticity where you have to go to the gym of living intentionally and mm -hmm. do it over and over and over and, you know, find yourself get, getting carried away and then uh, re pausing, resetting to the previous checkpoint and, and mm -hmm. saying, what have I, have I done wrong? And then committing again and moving forward. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is any negative implication mm -hmm. to being... It's just consequences. There, there, is, there isn't. There isn't even negative consequences. No. I think, I think, I think a, an intentional life will either lead you to where you want to be or will tell you why is it that you are where you are even if you're not where you want to be. Okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it, I think the only negative, if you want, is it's quite demanding. It's a life of discipline. Mm -hmm. okay? uh, uh, discipline, by the way, becomes easy over time. Yes. Mm -hmm? So, you know, a lot of people who are very cautious about what they eat, for example, where we were on the example of eating, don't feel that they crave cheesecake as those who don't. Yeah. Okay? Uh, it just becomes part of their life. It's not a discipline anymore. But to get to that place where your insulin levels and your carb consumption is not that high and so you have, don't have the cravings that come with carbs, it takes time. Yeah. And during that time, it takes discipline. Similarly, you know, for many people, getting out of that conduit, that uh, fast-paced uh, cannon uh, tube that basically throws you through life mm -hmm. 
takes discipline. Mm. It takes a few laughs from a few friends that will say, why are you doing this? Why are you not out with us watching football and drinking and, uh, you know, talking about girls? And you'll say, because there are other things I actually enjoy doing. Like making good coffee. Like making incredibly good coffee. <laughs> yes. Do you des- testify to this? I testify. The best coffee? The in- best coffee in London. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Do you have any tips for people who choose to live intentionally? Uh, tell others. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make it a, a conversation topic. Don't be shy about what your intentions are. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a world like the world we live in today, I should be uh, worried about what I just told you uh, regarding my intentions. A lot of people will go like, oh, I thought he was an intelligent author, this religious buff. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, it's, I don't. Uh, I, I, th- I think it really takes a, a few good friends around you. Exactly. To remind you. Yes. Ma- make it a game. I think this is exactly why I wanted to have this conversation with you. I in the podcast, good friends. Yes, good <laughs> friends. I acknowledge how privileged and how fortunate I am to have people like you and a couple of other close friends who are going through really living their life intentionally, letting go things that they were familiar with, very disciplined about this. And I and maybe this isn't something that everybody has. So this is why the sharing is probably to offer them a friend, a distant voice, distant or not, whatever, but it's, it's a voice of reflection because it makes a difference when you know that you're not in it yourself. I appreciate all the chats we have. I find a lot of strength and hopes in it. I make fun of you, of course, right? <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 it really helps to fuel the journey. It's not always easy and familiar and I get tired sometimes. As I said this morning and today, ugh, I'm so tired with all these changes. But then when, you reconnect, when I reconnect again in this kind of conversation, I'm re-energized and it just makes so much, it makes a huge difference that I know I'm not alone. Yeah. You're not. On, you're only alone and every one of our listeners is only alone when they choose to be alone. Exactly. Uh, you know, as, as they always say, when you're ready, the teacher, when the student is ready, the teacher comes. But also when the traveler is ready, the companions show up. Yes. Exactly. So, yeah, don't live any other way. I think that's my little tip. Yes. And I completely agree with that. So thank you so much. It's been an honor and a privilege for me to be able to share this conversation with you. If your heart is called to join the movement of One Billion Happy, please visit www.onebillionhappy.org. And if you feel like you need support to create that intentional life to let go limiting beliefs, that's still blocking you from creating your intentional life, feel free to reach out to me via www.upliftmylife.today. See you in the next episode. Bye.